Hey, everybody, and welcome to another edition of ODY Radio. It's Adam Farkas along with... And Paul Farkas here. Now, Paul, when, when we last left off, we were talking about Procara. Do you remember this? Yep. <laughs> I remember Procara. Uh, it is a... When all else fails, you can look to Procura for a cure. Right. So we, we actually had uh, uh, Dr. Nick Colatrella way back when, I guess it was a couple of months ago, talking about the clinical aspects of Procura, uh, but we didn't really get to touch on the economics of it. Um, and I think for most practitioners, this is a very important thing. Would you agree? Well, I agree 100%. But, and we're so lucky to have the go-to guy when it comes to economics of, of this type of thing that understands billing and coding and everything involved in, in uh, dealing with Procara today, we have Dr. John Rompakis here. Yes, and if and I think all, all, of, all of you folks out there listening to this know John. You've, you've probably heard him lecture, uh, or you may even use his software. So John is the president and CEO of Practice Resource Management. Uh, it's a consulting firm uh, that does consulting and appraisals and management service for healthcare professionals. Uh, but even more importantly, and, and what you probably know him for too, is his reimbursement plus software. So John has, has likely saved you or made you a great deal of money if That's you use right. any, <laughs> any of his products. For sure. So, so John, thanks so much for being here today. It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. So let me just remind everyone what Procara actually is. Now, again, this is not going to be a clinical talk. If you want to learn about the, the details of Procara and how it works, please go listen to that podcast that we did a couple of months ago with Dr. Cola Treller. But just basically, Procara is, and I have the sheet right here to prove it, so I'm going to say it exactly, exactly as written so I say nothing wrong. So it is a class two medical device composed of an amniotic membrane tissue preserved using BioTissue's proprietary cryotech processing method to ensure that the tissue retains its full biologic and healing activity. It's made by clipping a piece of cryopreserved amniotic membrane in a thermoplastic ring set and looks like a large contact lens. So does that make sense to you, Paul? Yep. If I could read that well, I would be a contender. But Adam, <laughs> tell me, <laughs> when it comes so, to Procrera, when, so what, looks, what's the indications for right, this? So it looks like a contact lens, and you apply uh, as like a patch. And uh, so the, the indications, well, base, so Procrera helps uh, damaged eye surfaces heal by reducing inflammation and providing faster re-epithelialization, um, less haze and less scarring and improved visual acuity. So it's indicated, it's not actually cleared for any specific indications. It's a clear device for wound repair and wound healing. So any condition that would benefit from wound healing and reduced inflammation, pain, and scarring uh, is a fit for Procara. So um, some examples of indications that it's used for are things like dry eye, keratitis, both microbial and HSV, corneal wounds or abrasions, uh, recurnial corneal erosions. We've got those neurotrophic disease, infectious keratitis, corneal ulcers, corneal wounds, chemical burns, that sort of thing. Thank you. That's, see, that's why, we have, that's why we have John here today to help me along. <laughs> um, he, he knows about recur this stuff. Recurrent erosions, persistent corneal epithelial defect. Right. And, and, even, and even more serious conditions like, like Stephen Johnson syndrome and so forth. So, mm -hmm. um, Okay. So This sounds complex to me. Well, well, so I guess that's why we have John here today. So why don't we start with, with the basics? So, so, John, how much does Procara cost? Procara typically is in the list range of, you know, $950 or so. However, there's, you know, Biotissue has a lot of different programs that they do have out there that they work with ODs and the individual practices. So the individual price could vary generally substantially less than the list price. Gotcha. So here's the question. Uh, if you use Procara in your office, how much do you bill out? 
Well, let's, you know, that's a hard question to answer, Adam. I don't, you know, I don't know exactly where most ODs set their fees. I do know, however, that, you know, Medicare's allowable for that on a national average is about $1,390. And so I know that, you know, most individuals are going to be, you know, significantly above um, Medicare's allowable. Maybe, you know, uh, one and a half times Medicare or so uh, would be in the range of uh, a typical claim that I see. So, so basically, if you want to use this post-operatively and, and you build out Medicare for one thing, how do you get reimbursed for this? So if, if you think about the indications of Procara, and a couple of things I'd like to discuss because, you know, we kind of talked about the, uh, when Adam was describing it, he was talking about the, how Procara was approved for wound healing. And I think a, an important uh, thing for your listeners to understand is that in 2011, when the CPT code for Procara or for placement of an amniotic membrane on the eye was first developed, uh, the CPT code is 65778. And that original indication uh, in the CPT description was placement of an amniotic membrane on the ocular surface for wound healing, self-retaining. However, just this year in 2014, they eliminated the words wound healing and self-retaining, and they now just say placement of the amniotic membrane on the ocular surface without sutures. And I think that that's a broad acceptance of understanding that there's broader applications for this rather than the traditional wound healing um, that people think of when they use an amniotic membrane. Do they have to, does the practitioner have to try something else before they would try this procedure? You know, my experience is, is that generally you're going to try less invasive methods first. So it depends on the condition, Paul, of course. If you've got a severe condition where you know that less uh, effective therapies are really going to just be wasting the time of the patient and you and not be effective at all, then you can move right to Procara. There's not really a, a rule that governs that. But the typical standards of medical necessity would say that if I've got something like a recurrent erosion, for example, or an abrasion, I may try a traditional type of a therapy, a traditional bandage lens or a hyperosmotic or something like that first. And if that proved to be unsuccessful, that would actually create or establish the appropriate medical necessity to go to a, uh, a, the next level of a procedure, which is where I would pr uh, put a uh, Procara or an amniotic membrane. Sure. I have a, a question uh, about the CPT codes that you would use. Now, does it depend on when Procara is actually applied? Do you use a different code? Because there was some confusion about that. Meaning the CPT code itself or the modifier? The modifier. Par pardon me. I was, wasn't being specific enough, but the modifier. So does it depend on, on when it's actually applied? Uh, so, for instance, in surgery versus in your clinic? Yeah. So very typically, though, I, I guess are we, you know, if we're looking at really an optometric audience on this, the most typical application of Procara isn't going to be in their um, actual you know, office suite. If you're going to be using Procara, I mean, if you're going to be in an ASC or an actually a surgical suite, then you do need to use additional modifiers uh, on that. And the modifier, if you are using it, not in your office. So again, very atypical for an optometrist, but that would be modifier 58 uh, that you would be using on that.
And you mentioned that uh, Medicare does cover placement of Procara. That is that correct? Yes, Medicare absolutely does. If you have again, just you know, Medicare standard rule for everything that they pay for or reimburse or cover is that you have, you know, they're uh, banking on the fact that you are establishing medical necessity in the medical record before you're doing that. And then obviously with medical necessity, uh, Medicare does cover uh, the application of Procara. How do you recommend that you document that so you don't get into trouble? Well, again, you, you aren't ever really documenting things with the purpose of a pre-planned, oh, I'm going to use this therapy. You're really following the patient, so you're always documenting what's wrong with the patient. What have you tried? What is the patient still experiencing? Are they still symptomatic? Do you have clinical uh, signs and symptoms as well as subjective signs and symptoms? And, you know, we all know that patients may come in for a follow-up visit, and the medical necessity is actually established by the physician. You know, they want to have the patient return because we tried another therapy. And, you know, let's say I tried a, bandage, a traditional bandage contact lens on you and you came in with an abrasion or a recurrent erosion. And, and maybe I've even done something like stromal puncture, if I'm allowed to do that, or uh, PTK. And those things have not been successful. And when you come in and I record that, I'm still seeing clinical signs on things and I'm still seeing, uh, you know, your cornea being affected, that would be the medical indication to use a Procara where other methods haven't um, been successful. Now, again, as, as Procara or Biotissue would say is that, you know, there are no formal rules on, gosh, I have to use a stage therapy. It's just my experience and what I've seen with insurance carriers. They typically... Um, you know, may have issues covering this as a first-line therapy. So, so the just just so I can get the bottom line and get gets this wrapped around. Uh, what the, what's the Medicare allowable for this? Is the, the code is six five seven seven eight. But what are they yeah, allowed? Six five. Yeah. So Medicare's national average reimbursement is about three thirteen hundred and ninety dollars. That's their national average. 1390. So if you want to round up and say it's 1400, I'm fine with that as well on average. Sure. And have I'm just I'm curious, you know, you 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 get exposed to a lot of data <laughs> in your day job. Um, what's the range that you've seen typically? You know, I'm going to say that you're going to probably see uh, from that national average in today's world, you'll probably see a plus or minus of about 8 to 9%. Um, certainly higher in the, you know, major metro areas. I mean, you think about the Northeast, you think about the Southeast in the Miami area, you think about L.A., you think about um, San Francisco. Those are going to typically be the areas, even Chicago area as well, um, those are going to be the areas where you're going to have the highest um, reimbursement simply because those fees get adjusted by the cost of living and uh, the RVUs uh, for the um, – excuse me, the, the relative value units for the geography or what we would call the uh, geographic practice cost indices does boost that up in those areas. Right. Yeah, here's a question that just came to me. Um, does Medicare pay for the case, that, uh, that $1,400, uh, no matter how many of these uh, Procara membranes are used, or do they pay on an individual basis as well if you have to use more than one? So... Great question. So if, I, if I'm applying to Procara on the same date of service, that would mean I'd be doing it one on each eye. 
Um, I haven't been personally privy to any clinical cases of that, but should that happen, uh, this code follows the standard bilateral procedure adjustment, just like uh, most of the surgical codes that we use. Uh, Medicare would pay for 100% of the first procedure, and they would pay 50% for the second. And if you need more after that, if the the Uh, first procedure doesn't work? Yes, then you can certainly bill for every time you have appropriate medical necessity. There's not a national limitation or an annual limitation on a number of uh, procedures that you can do on somebody. Obviously, again, medical necessity has to be established for each time you do it, but um, there's not not a limit on that. Now, one thing that is important to recognize is that uh, Procara is a, the 65778 code itself is a surgical code. So again, going back to the definition, it, it is for application or placement of an amniotic membrane on the ocular surface. It's not for the material itself. And just like any surgical procedure, it also has rules that we have to follow that go along with that. So in your case, if you're talking about multiple procedures, one of the key things to understand about the 65778 code is that it does have a 10-day global period. So remember that the day of the procedure is day zero, and then we count for 10 calendar days following the procedure, and then on the 11th day, it would be out of the global period. So any follow-up visits, or even if I had to apply another lens within that global period, there would not be any additional compensation for that. Aha, so that's very important to know. So schedule your follow-ups at least 10 days out. <laughs> well, no, that's what most people would, you know, you would, that's what most people would want to hear from that, right? But again, remember, it's the patient's care that dictates it. And, you know, for most individuals, um, you know, just depending on what the follow-up schedule is, if a patient has a complication, remember, and it's related to the surgery, uh, you, you know, obviously you're going to see them within that time period, you know, whatever their clinical care dictates. But just be, you know, people need to be aware that that's not a separately billable, you know, visit um, on doing that. Now, if a patient came in for an unrelated reason during the course of that uh, global period, then of course they could bill for the office visit without a problem just by using modifier 24 on that, which would tell the carrier that this was an unrelated evaluation and management visit, you know, and then they'd be fine. Right. Okay. I think, boy, that you really covered a tremendous amount in 20 minutes. <laughs> I know a, you know, a lot one, more now. <laughs> well, you know, one other thing I'd like to add, because this is a common thing as well, and I'd like to make a uh, differentiation between Medicare and other insurance carriers. And there's also a V code, a HCPCS level two code that actually describes the material itself. And that, that V code is V2790. And that's for the amniotic membrane for surgical reconstruction. However, I'd like to make a differentiation, like I said, between Medicare and other carriers. Medicare bundles the material in with the procedure. So it is the material itself, the V code, is not billable on the same day as the uh, procedure itself. It is actually incorporated into the 65778 code. And that's very important for people to understand. However, other carriers may not have that same uh, approach. They may not follow 
what Medicare does. So it's important for your listeners to understand that if they're working with diff- they're contracted with different medical insurance carriers, to find out what those actual policies are. Because if you're if you're able to bill for the uh, V2790, then you can get reimbursed for the material plus the procedure, and that changes the economics of this situation quite a bit. But again, you want to stay operating within the contract, um, you know, for that con- you know for that carrier. And, and John, just a question: Do a, a lot of other carriers have that global period as well of ten days, or is this something that's unique to Medicare? Uh, great question, Adam. Actually, the um, the uh, global period is a consistent thing. That's actually established by uh, the AMA and by Medicare. So all carriers observe a surgical global period consistently. Yeah. One last thing too, as well, and just just came to mind is that. Since this is a minor surgical procedure, I should let everybody know that we cannot bill for an office visit on the same day as the application of the Procara. So the 65778 is technically includes your office visit. The placement of the uh, len, you know, the membrane itself, and with Medicare, the material itself. Well, but that fourteen hundred dollar uh, reimbursement should be should really cover it. So I don't you think know, the people's average margins price. are significant. I mean, if, you're, if your full list price is, you know, in the mid-900s and you're getting it at a discount, it has a very, very good margin to it, um, which certainly allows it to be, you know, I think from a strategic point of view, it should be part of everybody's, you know, practice. If you are doing a lot of work in anterior segment, whether it's, you know, in ocular surface disease or you have a lot of uh, – you know, you're in an area where you have a lot of industrial injuries, things like that. This is something that should definitely be part of your practice protocol. Well, you know, I think probably you, you've answered questions, but I'll bet you've raised more uh, more questions. And, you know, uh, I hope you'll be available on OD Wire to uh, ask, ask, answer the questions after people have heard uh, this particular uh, interview. Sure. I'm happy to. Great. All right, John. Well, thanks so much, and uh, I, I look forward to uh, mixing it up with you online. Fantastic, Adam. Thank Paul, you, thanks John. very much for having me. 